0: review. That didn't go to plan, but it doesn't matter because you're here with Chris Pepper, the 377 game superstar of the East Killer Football Club and the Superman himself, the co-host with the most, know him as the J-Dog. It's Jamie Wallace and we're here to discuss another cracking round of AFL football. Big fella, mm-hmm. what a weekend, plenty to get stuck into, but more importantly, how are you tracking after
1: four rounds of misery? Um, four rounds of misery, Peps. You're one of those people who look at it and think, I'm upset. I'm not upset, Peps. This is, this is going to the plan of what we're doing. We're lulling everyone into a false sense of security, but we're going to turn it around. As Kenny said, there's one team who's managed to the finals after the first four losses of the season. Why can't there be two? This is our year, Peps.
0: Well, you know what? We'll talk about that a little bit more, J-Dog. I don't know if it's going to be your year, but this is your hour. This is the Hour of Power with the two greatest podcast hosts this side of the Westgate Bridge here in Melbourne, Victoria. Plenty we'll to get through. We're going to be going around the grounds again. Yeah. And big contract news during the week uh, that we have to share, so we're going to be splashing a little bit of cash. We're going to get into the latter in just a moment. We've got the question of the week, one of our biggest ever, and some of the responses were absolute co- I have a brand new competition to announce tonight for everybody listening to this. So stay tuned as we roll through the episode. But most importantly, uh, football is in a great, great spot this week. Plenty of uh, massive news, especially today. And we'll get into the whole Gillian McLaughlin announcement. But <laughs> I couldn't get that out. But I tell you what, if you, if you look at footy compared to what it was probably a couple of years ago with everything related to COVID and everything along those lines and it's just sucked the life out of it. All the footage back, and we had to have a weekend like we did, especially on the Saturday-Sunday games, that just rejuvenated our love for the great game because, like Gil says, any team, any day, and it happened on the weekend as well too. So we'll have a chat about some of those results. We're going to be dragging someone. We're going to be giving the votes. Everything is going to be happening. But we know when we start this thing off, The first thing that we always do is welcome our beautiful Lace Out community. Our Lace Outlaws there, joining us live on the Facebook stream, tuning in on your favourite podcast host. Thank you once again because we do this because we love you and we all love footy. And we give it to you, Lace Out, because that's how you want your footy. All right. Big man, let's have a look at the AFL ladder for round four. And if you told me this was going to be the ladder even two weeks ago, you would have told me, Peps, You're dreaming. Let's go through it. For something different, Melbourne is sitting atop of the ladder, still haven't lost a game. That's 11 games straight that um, Jake Bowie has not played in the loss. They're sitting on 16 points and Mm 140.7. Then we've got a nice little squeezing conglomerate of teams sitting on 12 points. The Brisbane Lions finding a bit of form. The Fremantle Dockers, the Shockers who they were quite a while ago, are starting to bring back. And J-Dog, can you believe this team? Shit killed her. That's been put away because what they've been serving up over the last couple of weeks has been sensational. So St Kilda sitting in a top four position.
1: If you told me that Frio and St Kilda were going to find themselves in the top four yep. by the end of round four, I, you and I had
2: this at the bottom.
0: Um, uh, A marathon goes to 42 kilometres, Jamie, not three and a half. Hey. So let's just... But, hey, it's great for them. The supporters it. are up. Uh, Fremantle supporters are up. Geelong Cats, um, I would say all their supporters are up, but they go to bear at 4 o'clock uh, in their old age facilities. Sydney Swans are sitting on 12. And Carlton, they did lose on the weekend. So it was a tremendous st- a three-game streak for the Blues. Um, it was almost a dynasty. And so um, they lost on the weekend. Just shame. I've noticed that Facebook has subsided. Thank God Log on Street would have rioted, but Ferrari winning on the weekend sort of rounded that off. You pay Peter to take Paul. And Collingwood sitting in their eighth position, but only on percentage. The Gold Coast Suns, my God, I'm getting excited by the mate. They are playing good footy, but once again, it is early on in the season. Richmond bounced back. Hawthorne bounced back. Will they? he even bounced off Paddy Ryder. And that's something else that we're going to have a chat about a little bit later on. <laughs> Adelaide Crows. Um, Lost. Yeah. Oh, that was stiff, that one. The GWS Giants, lost. Western Bulldogs, lost. Wet toast, my goodness. The Waffle Team beating Collingwood. No one saw that coming. No. Not, even the West, not even the West Coast people, I reckon. Essendon on four. Congratulations getting your first win of the year. North Melbourne, gee, they gave Sydney a and shot. And that's,
1: yeah. that's it for the segment. That's it for the segment, that's I'm pretty the segment.
3: sure.
0: And for everybody else uh, who don't barrack for Port Adelaide, put your fingers in your ears He's your last. On 69%. At least 69 comes out of it. It's dinner for two. At least something's good come out <laughs> of the ladder. Um, J-Dog, what do you reckon yes. so far? What, what's getting you excited? What's getting you – I didn't uh, see this at all. I didn't see these guys going as well, as bad.
1: Tell me um, the- I, Okay, so not going to lie, you and I laughed last year when when uh, old, old Mr Voss took over the Carlton job. I remember just oh, yeah, laughing at it, just laughing. Think? Um, didn't see that. Yep. Didn't see Collingwood. Didn't see St Kilda. Didn't see Frio, Geelong, Brisbane. I mean, Geelong are going to be a form team. Brisbane, we knew were the form team. Melbourne are literally just taking the absolute P one double five at the moment. Yep. Um, but the rest I kind of saw. It's just those teams. I just I didn't see. I didn't see Western Bulldogs at the moment with. One win out of, out of the four. But, yeah, Carlton, Collingwood, St. Kilda, and, um, and Frio. Just, I did not see it. You know That's it's,
0: you know, interesting, J-Dog. I, I, I ripped out my, uh, my, my 2021 footy uh, magazine with the, the running mm-hmm. of the Bulls with Petrarca Gorn and Oliver on the front. Oh, yeah? It's just, I thought, you know what I might do four rounds in? I tend to do this every year is I tend to flick over to what the predictors said. Who's going to be premiers and who's going to be the the risers and the sliders and that sort please, of stuff?
2: Please don't,
0: please don't. No, 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 no. And it's actually quite funny because I reckon half of them picked the Western Bulldogs to be premiers. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them did pick Carlton. The interesting one here is Mick Malthouse. I know he picked Essendon to win the flag.
1: God, Mick, what's 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 Mick got to say?
0: Oh, don't worry about what Mick had to say. But the one that he, the one thing that he picked up, which I thought was actually quite wasn't bad there, Mick. He, um, he didn't pick Port Adelaide to finish in the E8.
1: Oh, what a legend.
0: So maybe he knew what was going on.
1: Maybe he knew. He,
2: maybe he did know.
0: Because I think he's the only one who didn't.
2: What's going on your mob, mate? Oh, Are
0: they t- playing for Ken? Are they playing for themselves? Because it is, it is a story. Like, you kicked one goal. You didn't even kick a goal up to half. I'm J Dog. I'd even ring him. I'd even put out a public service announcement on sat uh, Friday morning to make sure if anybody sees Jamie, report us in because we were concerned for your welfare. That's how bad we were feeling.
1: I was, actually, I was okay, Pep. So let me just let me just lay the scene for you. It was our fifth uh, year wedding anniversary, Aaliyah and I. Yeah. Um so that was on the Thursday. So I was sitting back there watching the game, kind of excited, had this feeling of about a 15-point win that we might have come from the clouds. I don't know. Delusional now looking back, 2020. Um, but I already had quite a few mojitos going. I had espresso martini, a few beers already cracked open. I was sitting there back and I was going, do you know what? If we can't do anything good with the ball, let's see how bad we actually can play. So, when we didn't kick a goal in the first quarter, I'm like, oh, that's typical Ken Hinckley football, used to this. First half, and I'm like, ooh, this is good. This is getting spicy. And then the third quarter, I'm thinking, we're going to go completely goalless right until maybe the whole game. <laughs> maybe the whole game. It was. And then, Dan, it was the and, then, and then Dan Houston ruined it. Oh,
0: wouldn't it have been good if you just got the 3 quarter time? <laughs> hey, it's okay to go goalless in a game, it takes a real. a. Sp- special team to do it in a prelim
1: oh yeah um, yeah so anyway peps um what's going on what's going on? okay so there's a couple of things obviously we've got uh key people out I'm not gonna lie about that but you can't use that for any excuse we have a forward line that is non-competitive we have young kids who have gone backwards and we seem to have a game plan that doesn't support the 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 modern afl game we just we we try and do possession football, and we don't have the skill. Uh, Melbourne just crushed us. I mean, Melbourne are a good team. They just, if Stephen May was wearing a Port Adelaide jumper, I would say we're the most accurate kick in the AFL. I think we hit. I think hitting, you know, we hit him. You know, the tit about, about thirteen everybody times. Everybody
0: hits Lever and May on the tit every week. It was it
1: amazing. So I couldn't I couldn't even get angry anymore because we had Sam May, who's probably about my size and my weight. As a key forward, like what the, f-
2: yeah, that was stupid.
0: And you've got like um, Marshall who kicks five the week before, but you don't use him as your main target.
1: Yeah, kind of Rosie's going backwards. He literally can feel the breath of someone on him, and he falls over, or he panics in handballs or kicks kicks in a panic and just does his hospital handballs to people. Like it's just it's systematically falling over, and that's what that's what happens in teams. They get in this rut. They literally just it just gets from worse to worse to worse. Are we going to sack Ken? I don't know. We're not gonna do That's it in the, the first in the first five it's weeks.
0: you're playing group, it's as simple as that. It's not always the coach.
1: So know, have
0: responsibility for this. Yeah, at some point,
1: but ten years, ten years is a is a while without a premiership. No other coach has been there. We're about to break that. <laughs> so, oh man,
0: I uh, love it. I know everybody was wanting to find great. out what was going on, whether you were going Hulk mode tonight, whether you would oh. turn green, turn red. I wouldn't worry about it. Look. Listen, your team, they're, not, they're going through a rough patch. Unfortunately, I think the premiership window is closed now and you're just going to have to rebuild.
1: Yeah. If we sign Ken on the contract, I'll go Hulk mode on the show. Oh, for probably, probably turn, I'll probably turn my, my video on and I won't even be the podcast with you.
3: <laughs> okay.
0: So <laughs> now I'll be looking for a new co-host next year. So. Audio, <laughs> J-Dog, it's time to get into some of the, the around the ground. You are the newsbreaker. Today was a massive uh, announcement. Yep. You haven't heard, Gillam McLaughlin has uh, pulled up stumps who will be finishing off at the end of the year. I'm not going to go into it because that's not my role. We know who the role for our newsman is. And we're going around the grounds with Jamie, the G-Dog Wallace. Over to you, great man.
1: Yeah, what a surprise. So Gillam McLaughlin has confirmed that 2022 will be his last year in the job, um, revealing today at, um, that he will step down at as the AFL chief executive at season's end. Um, So the 18 AFL um, clubs and AFL staff were informed on Tuesday morning of his decision to end his 22 year association with the league, which will include nine seasons as the chief executive after replacing Andrew Demetra in 2014, which you have very strong opinions about, Peps. (laughs) The 49 year old will leave a significant legacy, um, highlighting the introduction of the AFLW in 2017, um, fast-tracking it to be an 18-team competition by the end of 2022, uh, and navigating two COVID-interrupted seasons in 2020 and 2021. Uh, Goida said that the footy world would never forget the images of McLaughlin um, apologizing to fans stuck outside Icon Park in the inaugural AFLW game in 2017, um, and he labeled the crowd of 53,000 for the 2019 Blues AFL, sorry Blues Crows AFLW Grand Final as one of his best moments in AFL footy. Um, he's also overseen the purchase of Marvel Stadium in 2016, uh, which has significantly helped the AFL financially, and when the 2022 season was paused due to COVID-19 as well. So he has done a lot of good for the game. There's no mention of AFLX, which I was devastated about because I should really promote that. That was a hey, amazing. Fritz
0: two-time winner, two-time winner Fritchie. <laughs> um,
1: but there's lot there's lots going on. We're already talking about potential people to take over. Who have um, they
0: mentioned so far, J Dog?
1: Yeah, so so far we've got Brendan Gale which has always been the the next in line that most people have thought of. Um, with Jared Waitley saying this morning. Um, that there's no one more qualified in clubland to be the next AFL CEO. Um, so he's one. We've got Travis Old as well. Um, so he is the AFL's executive general manager um, of finance, clubs, and broadcasting. Uh, Christine Holgate, who is the former Australia Post executive, um, could potentially take as part of it as well. She's now the boss of Toll Logistics. Um, so she's another potential. You've got Andrew Dillon. Um, He was the AFL legal boss turned executive general manager of football. Uh, Kylie Rogers, um, another one there. She has been at Channel 10. She's also part of the AFL group executive as a general manager of customer and commercial. Um, You've got Kylie Watson-Wheeler. She's a lifelong Bulldog supporter and has also um, became the second female club president of the AFL after which was Peggy O'Neill. Um, so she's down at the Western Bulldogs. You've got um, Jane. Oh, sorry. I can't pronounce, her, can't pronounce his last name. Jane Hedvickler. Um Just called her Bunsy. <laughs> uh, AFRC 12, 20, Um, So, yeah, she's also another potential as well. So there's about seven in line there. Um, but most people sort of tipping it's probably between Brendan Gale and Travis Alder, sort of the two front runners for that role at the moment. Any questions?
2: Well, it's not questions-wise,
0: J-Dog. Look, I think he's done a fantastic job in the last number of years, mm-hmm. especially everything that's been going on. Mate, at least he was able to take the piss out of himself and go down his meatloaf. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> true.
0: So there's a man who, who
1: knows what it is. Oh, I should also say two, two, yep. twilight grand finals as well. He's been yep. prepared to take it on.
0: Yep. Now, my problem though, J-Dog, is this. Mm-hmm. we know. The AFL is a boys' club. Absolutely. And my issue is, is that getting uh, someone like a Travis Auld to come in, Mm -hmm. who's been part of the boys' club, is it going to make much of a difference to the way it is? Is this going to be the machine that just keeps on ticking on? And, look, we've all worked for, for CEOs and we've all worked for businesses and the listeners out there and the viewers right now will have worked for people that were part of the establishment. And when they take those, nothing changes. You need to get a fresh set of eyes, some fresh ideas into the place as well too. And and I feel that if they hire internally, which sounds like what they're going to do, not from club land or not from an external source, it's it's just going to be the machine that just keeps on ticking on and, and nothing is really going to change. Nothing is going to shake up the way it is.
3: Hmm. Demetrio is in-house. is in-house. in-house. With another in-house, that that
0: just means it's the same thing day in, day out, and, and nothing is going to change. I would prefer someone like a Brendan Gale to come in. I reckon he would be an astute choice. Yep. But I wouldn't mind seeing somebody from outside who is very business savvy just to take and have a look at it and not just sugarcoat stuff and paint over the cracks with certain like the AFL have an issue of they'll address something, but they've got a great way of just diverting you from the truth and moving it over to another area as well, too. And that we don't want someone from the boys' club to be taking it over. That's my humble opinion. I've yeah. said it before. if You've read Mick Warner's book, the boys' club. I know probably a lot of you have, and if you haven't, do so. It goes into all, the whole boys' club aspect of the AFL, and if one of those groups comes to take it over, nothing will change, and we're just going to have the same issues and so forth. And I don't well, think that's
1: for the game. Yeah, country. that's interesting because, I mean, like a lot of businesses and whatnot don't take on – you know, these change managers or these big, you know, disruptors to businesses to to redo everything because the AFL is, we're still talking about a billion dollar business yep, and they want to keep it safe. So I understand the, the, the internal hiring process because they know the processes and it's a safe business decision. But I also agree like the NRL are great. They bring in external people from club from outside into club land and make them those sort of people like that. Like, like, you know like the Peggy O'Neills come from here joined clubland and then ran the joint and did it magnificently yep um I'm not opposed to that idea i just I just don't know if the AFL are in a position where they would take such a risk on coming out of 2019 sorry 2020 2021 but i'd like i like I would like to think the AFL could have someone fresh look at it or maybe even just, uh, distribute the role a little bit, bit more. Maybe okay. break it out a little bit.
0: I think we do. Now, it's interesting. I, we love our outlaws, our lace outlaws, the community, just the superstars that join in every week. But in all in all respect, and uh, you know, there's something I don't think we, we make good recruiters. Just with some of the suggestions that have come off, uh, let's just uh, go through a couple of them. Charlie Keegan's thrown out. Let's make James Hurd the next CEO. Mm-hmm. And he's gone with her again. Uh, Brendan Gale's come up. Someone, who, Nick, Nick has even mentioned Nick from the Portress has even reckoned that I should go for CEO. Listen, if you want the game in the bin, I'm the man to do that. I mean,
1: the, fin- the finances and the uh, and the admin will be solid. No, but the after
0: parties will be fantastic, and the attention to detail will be not there at all. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting to sort of see who, who they go for, how they're going to do it. Um,
2: Well, they're recruiting right away. They're starting right away.
0: Do they take a risk or do they take the comfortable route? I think they're going to take option B and it's not going to be a popular choice. Yeah. It's not going to be a popular choice. Hey, Buzz is back. St Kilda must be winning. Buzz is back. (laughs) And he's saying that Gil was pushed out. So I might have to get him to elaborate on that a little bit. Um, Not too sure. He's getting his inside information from old Buzz, but I know he's Saints. Are very, very excited at the moment. And we do have something to talk about the tribunal as well too. So just stay tuned for that. We are going to be going into it. All right, J-Doc, there was a yes. grand final apparently on the weekend. I didn't hear much about it.
1: you want to go about the grand final or do you want to go to the AFLW award winners? Because last week it was on whilst we were doing our show. So we didn't talk about who actually won the... Um, Oh, let's do the awards and
0: let's finish Best off with beautiful with the beautiful grand final victory. Go for All
1: it! Right. All right. So, Brisbane Lions Emily Bates was announced the 2022 AFL Best and fairest at the W Awards held uh, last Tuesday. Um, the 26-year-old finished the count with 21 votes ahead of Adelaide Crow midfielder Anne Hatchard, who we'll talk about in about a minute or two. Um, on 20 votes, and Ebony uh, Marinoff had 18 votes. Um, so, well done to Emily Bates and Probably the highlight of the night was the shoey.
0: Oh only a Batesy and Shoey, oh stash! <laughs> what a stash! Good on him.
1: Um, so yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, an amazing season capped off for Bates, where she also earned her third All Australian and was also voted the AFL Coaches Association Champion of the Year as well. So is
0: a- can I also say this? How amazing! How stunning did the the girls look at the the AFLW
1: awards.
2: They do it better. They they just do it better. I just
1: Throwing black tie. Them, all you know? of that. It's gone, and they just go for it.
0: But do you reckon the guys should have the opportunity to be dressed the way that they want to dress, or oh. should it be black tie for the brown low? Because they were able to do that many many years ago, and then you're going to have blokes rocking up with no right. socks, before. white suits. White suit, nah. I just think black tie, you can make black tie look as amazing as you like, okay? No, I'm
1: not against it, Peps.
0: Uh, no, can we, can this society have a little bit of class, please? We need some class, all right? As,
1: as the NFL and the NBA players, they all look pretty shit. good to me. They look shit. pretty good to <laughs> me. They look pretty cool. They
0: look like shithouse. the way <laughs> that they do They take the piss out of themselves.
1: No, I like uh, it. I like
0: no. it. No class. Absolutely no class. Come on. Pips. Or what? I want to wear no socks to an event. Mm.
1: Don't Shame. Hate, don't hate sockless
0: sockless okay. shoes. Do so, you ever turn up to a job interview with no socks?
1: No. You're a wanker. All have right. weddings though with no socks? Come on. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about the AFL double uh, AFLW Grand Final. Yep. Um all right. Adelaide I think I think they are the best of the best. They are the best team in the AFLW. They've won now three out of five AFLW Grand Finals. There's been
3: six, grand,
0: there's been six Premiers, though, but one of them, they didn't play a Grand 4-on-4 four because four that was just who ended up on top of the ladder. I think that was
1: a uh, year before.
0: Yeah, year before.
1: Yep. So Adelaide have firmly cemented their claim as the first dynasty in the, in the NAB AFLW competition, defeating Bum by 13 points to win its third Premiership. And as they say in the Classics, it was 29-16 to 16 result at the Adelaide Oval. But the game was a game of two halves, Peps, as the old commentators say. Bloody hell, it was a shootout. Oh, okay. That's Let's not shootout. let Peps. My Peps. neck
0: is sore from just the way the ball was zipping and <laughs> zagging up and down the field. I
1: knew you would say this, Peps. I knew you'd go down that route. I'm not going to let you derail this.
0: No. I will say, Jade dog I did watch some of the game, and I can tell you now, the skill – it's not, it's not going to be – as exciting or as viewer-friendly as the men's game. Let's be honest, all right? It's just the way it is. And I think that's with any sport. But I will say this. If you go back even as far as maybe three years ago and look at the skill level and the way it's played now compared to what it was, the growth is exponential. There's over 600,000 women playing the game now. Clubs are going bonkers with women's teams it is just growing and it is it is in its minutiae at the moment. And this is it is going to explode. Every club will have a women's team by the end of the year. All right. In your case, two women's teams at Port Adelaide. And probably yes, and then we'll have two women's teams as well. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that the game is getting better. We've just got to let it breathe and we've got to let it mature. Yes, don't try and compare it to the men's game. It'll never, it'll never replace it, okay? But just some, like I said, the, the quality of the games, quality of the experience now, like even my daughter was watching it and going, I oh, wouldn't mind we'll going to a game. She's never said that before. So it's even capturing that market. And that's what's exciting about it.
1: The biggest thing for me, and you can tell straight away, is now they actually hit the targets. Like when they're kicking, they're actually hitting targets now, where before it just wasn't like that. Yes, the scores aren't there at the moment, but they're hitting targets, which is probably something if you watch the game three, four years ago, You just they'd just be running to grass and missing handballs and kicking crazy, so that's 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 a big jump, all
0: right. And they're they're footballers coming from a football background, they're not netballers or soccer players or bocce players
1: or Or just um, big girls who can kick a ball and hit people,
0: exactly. Or, um, I don't know, uh, cornhole throwers, you know, all those type of (laughs) sports around the world. I just bring them in because we think, no, it's there's proper development. Foundations there, and it is an exciting time for the women's game. And potentially going to be starting, potentially starting around about August this year. I think they're going to try and see how it works with the collective bargaining agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll it'll sort of tease off at the end of the men's season. It'd be great to get some double headers in, you know, female games into the male games towards the end of the season. That would be that would be awesome. Could you imagine those girls playing in front of 40, 50, 60 people if they were at a Port LA game? Uh, anyone else, thousands of people. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, so basically Adelaide had Adelaide had the the game on their boot in the first half, basically, and just didn't capitalize on the scoreboard. Melbourne got within seven points in the fourth quarter. Um, but Danielle Ponta um basically streaked away on the wing and sealed the goal for Adelaide to win the grand final. But Anne Hatchard once again wrapping up a super, super week for her, was awarded the best on ground medal. Um she recorded 25 disposals, nine marks, six tackles, five clearances, and Pepsi's favorite stat, 568 meters gained. Um, she won on the count with 14 out of the possible 15 votes. So she absolutely romped it in ahead of Ebony Marinoff and Daniel Ponta. Now, the crowd was actually pretty good at the Adelaide Oval. I think the tickets were 10 bucks each or not a, about around that mark. Yeah. No, no, uh, 16,712. Fantastic. I don't think it was
0: a full day release program in Adelaide that weekend, so maybe the crowd would have been bigger if it was a full day release for the um, yeah. What Adelaide and Adelaide. <laughs> yeah. Um, a great, uh, this, it's a great crowd, and it looked great. Played on a big ground. Awesome. You, you, you can't fault it. They are, they're doing amazing things with the uh, AFLW. So that's another season. Season seven will be coming out. Hey, I'll put it this way. It's probably more exciting than the uh, the big bash
2: at the moment.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
2: That's it.
1: <laughs> All right. J-Dog. Um, the final one. Do you want me to talk about this one? And you can just go off after this.
0: Uh, yeah, I would love you to start this one because this is really, it's grinding the gears of lots of people on the chat because the chat is going off nuts at the moment.
1: All right. So. And
0: it's m- making my blood boil. So the, the, point- bump,
1: the bump versus the brace. When there is no difference except for the outcome. So St. Kilda, if you haven't, but. And I caught up with the news, and you're watching us because that's where you get your news from. Uh, Saint Kilda has failed to overturn Patty Ryder's two-match bump, or too much two-match ban for his bump on Will Day at the AFL Tribunal. The Saints representative Jack Rush attempted to argue Ryder's bump was one of medium impact rather than high, despite Day being concussed as a result of the incident. After a lengthy period. Of submissions and deliberations, the tribunal elected to uphold the match review officer's decision. The Saints attempted attempted to reference Tim English's hit on Nick Blakey in round three, which did not result in a suspension and was deemed not unreasonable in the circumstances. So, peps, we've got two instances that look almost like for like. One ended a a concussion, one not. Go for it because you always talk about the outcome and I want to just know what you want to. Okay.
0: First and foremost,
3: Mm -hmm.
0: one thing that I hear a lot of at the moment is the game has gone soft. Buckley said it. The game is not soft. The only people who say the game is soft is the people who have never played the game. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. Football is a hard game to play physically, mentally, And also on families as well too, especially if you've been concussed quite a number
3: of times. I'm raising my hand with that one. What is giving me the absolute shits at the moment
0: is the fact that it is just blanket. It's either one way or it's nothing at all. There is no gray room and there's no room for common sense. Before we even go into why I'm saying this is I decided to look up the Oxford Dictionary just to get the definitions of the two words that we're talking about, bump and brace. Bump, definition of bump is to knock or run into someone or something with a jolt. Brace, tense the muscles in a part of one's body in order to, to stay stiffly in a certain position. Take that as you like.
2: <laughs>
0: now. With Tim English and Nick Blakey, that was classified as a race. Ryder versus Day was classified as a
3: bum. I want to throw another one in there. Willie Rioli, who almost decapitated Matt Rowe, was defined as a football act.
0: If I look at all three of those put side by side, the one who got the two weeks, Tim Ingle, I mean, uh, Paddy Ryder, was actually the least worst defining of the word bump. Because if you look at him, he actually tensed the muscles in order to stay stiff in a certain position. He actually tried to stop where the other two had not. So what has caused this? It has been the outcome that has caused the two weeks. Nothing more, nothing less. It also comes down to, I've got to remember the name, the St Kilda bloke who got his jaw broken last year. Do you remember that? Mm Mm-hmm. But his jaw broken last year, got off again with that one as is. It is a disgrace that a guy like Paddy Ryder, and even my wife watched it tonight and said, he's just trying to brace because the guy's coming at him. You cannot factor in such as. Hunter Clark, sorry, Hunter Clark, thanks, Joey and Buzz, were the ones that said this. So you cannot say that Paddy Ryder being what? And someone said because he was, what, 120 kilos and, 100 and 190 centimetres compared to a guy who's probably 30 kilos lighter. That's part of the game. And if you ran into a brick wall, I'm sorry, he was ball watching to a degree.
1: They looked like me, actually. Yeah. I'd crumple like that. It would be like
0: <laughs> if you ran into me, all right? I would destroy you, Okay. <laughs> We would have to call your next of kin if you ran it yeah. But it was just frustrating that it was the concussion that has led to this. If you have a look at Blakey, he went down as well, but because he got up, there was no – and so the action to a degree has not been what's being looked at here. It's the outcome. And because the outcome wasn't bad, that's classified as a bump or a brace.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Because the other one has come out with a concussion, we're calling that one a bump, and it's not right. The game does not work like that. Okay. I
3: can also I, looked up the word I in the
0: AFL. Hold on, Jamie, before you interrupt. I also looked up the word consistency in the dictionary, and that is the definition of constant behavior. The only constant behavior or consistency that the AFL brings into this is continually trying to work along the definition of insanity, which is doing the same thing. Time and time and time and time again and expecting a different result. I am completely stumped. I have no faith in the AFL judicial system anymore. It is a disgrace. The MRO, it is a disgrace. You know I go on about this all the time, but it's decisions like this that is going to cost a team who is playing some cracking footy, and and I'm going to go into that very shortly, about how well they're tracking. It's going to derail them for a couple of weeks for a very, very, very similar accident that a guy got nothing for and a lot better than a guy who jumped into someone and had nothing for it. So if I was St Kilda right now, I'd be bloody pissed off if I was you guys, and I can understand, I can see that's the hate and the frustration coming through on the chat right now, and I can smell the burning in your ears as
2: you're listening to this right now. Yeah, I'm 50-50 on it. Oh, you're always a fence sitter.
1: No, I am, because Day had kicked the ball, Had the ball had been released already, and and... Rider got him after, and okay, she put him in the middle.
0: Tony, what was the time difference between? and Don't slow it down. This is the thing. No, no, also, I
2: just, no, I literally just
1: think, watched no, the clip. I just. How long, watched the how long clip. did he have?
0: How long did he have between the yeah, kick being a, made? A,
1: a good second or two. I'm, am not. I, I'm not happy with two weeks. That's a bit crazy. But Shouldn't it's also, it's also his kick is hit him after the kick. Right. It wasn't and he like was he was just, him. like, watching the ball like this and then ran into him. Like, Jamie, he actually Jamie. kicked the ball, released it, and then Ryder straight. sort of decided he kept, him. Him. he
3: kept running
0: straight. He ran into him. Who was doing the, who was doing the movement?
1: Ryder. Was it or, are you serious? Ryder hit him. Day had kicked the ball and released it. Jamie. Watch it again, Peck.
0: I've watched it that many times. <laughs> I've watched it that many times.
1: <laughs> I'm not against it. I'm not against okay.
0: it. So here's the other thing. Here's the other thing that annoys me more than anything all right nobody actually comes out and says no one ever answers the question okay so if he couldn't do that what else could he have done so tell me what else he could have done and be careful with your answers because i reckon they're going to be stupid
1: <laughs> don't bump uh, uh, jamie what else could he do what, what about else the he, he do? He had, two, he had like a, a, Amy, a second or two to Amy, not go for the bump.
0: He didn't have a second or two. But what else could he do? All right, so if he can't bump, what else can he do? Just I want you to explain. Stand front
1: on. I, do this. Push off the chest.
0: Are you serious? you got a guy running at you and you're going to stand like that. What, you don't want your fingers broken. You don't, you're allowed to protect yourself as well.
1: It's not absolutely, just a Absolutely. absolutely. And but he's, just, still, he, he's still okay. hitting late. And I do but agree on that. there. There is a fifty the meter there. There is something there to it. And he still bumped him. It
0: didn't even hit him in the head. You That's know, the thing you, that frustrates me even more.
1: I'm, I can see how they've made that decision, Peps. I can see it because they always say if you choose to bump, you take on the risk.
0: Jamie, would you say it was a bump or a brace, the action, based on the Oxford language that I just read out to you a moment ago?
1: I would say it looked like a bump to me. Okay.
0: I think we're going to disagree with this, but I can tell you now, I'm looking at the chats coming through at the moment, and. Everybody is saying that you're wrong. That doesn't, okay. we respect your opinion. We just don't agree with it. But you yes. haven't answered my question. You haven't yes. answered my question. What What's else can question? you do? What else I can you do? I told
1: you, you don't do, you don't bump. You but don't Jamie, bump, you don't I, get suspended. Hey, okay, but Jamie, you've got to give me an action. I told you. What? Square
2: Spare up. You. Hand up. You Push cannot square up.
0: You're allowed to protect. Okay, so, okay, what else? What, what else? You mean. What? So that's all he could do. That's all he could do. Why can't he, can't he do ta- that? Yeah, he can't tackle the bloke because that's a free kick. He couldn't move out of the way because it was too close, so he couldn't get out of the way. He, I, to, I don't understand what, what other options he had. This is the thing. What other options did he have? And nobody out and says what he could have done. And yep. that's what pisses me off more than anything about this whole thing.
1: But The thing is you choose to bump. Even if you're bracing or bumping, but he bumped, he... Elbow in, tucked it in, you choose to bump. There are consequences if the player gets concussed. We know this peps. It's not even like it's a brand new rule they've made up. It's like five, six years old now, this rule. Okay. So which is which is outcome based as you I was get right,
0: annoyed so about. You now, so if you said if everything was outcome based, that you'd be happy with that. If yeah. everything was outcome based, you would be happy with that.
1: That's what it has been for so
0: was, long. So you're saying yes. Yes. So if a guy goes up for a mark and he's an opponent in the back of the head and he goes off a concussion.
1: What is the rule? If you I'm, choose I'm to bump, asking you
0: the if question. You choose to bump. But you said a moment ago and you agreed it's outcome driven. You can't have one From for one and the other. From a bump. So now you're now you're giving it a bit of giving it a bit of, well, it's only
1: for this. I've never that. changed. If you uh, choose to bump, that unfortunately, are the consequences if the person gets knocked out. You know you're going to be up for it. Yeah, it hasn't gonna, changed. Up for it.
0: And we're going to be up for this all night. And um, <laughs> this, this episode will go <laughs> to four in the morning if we don't move on to the next section. But I think this is one of those things that I think a lot of people are going to be really peeved with this. I can understand why they're trying to stamp it out. But that happens, that action would happen 30 times during a game. And nothing ever gets caught up. And that's what pisses me off, is that the action happens all the time and nothing ever happens.
1: I don't disagree with you saying there, Peps, but the player—the difference is the player's not getting concussed from it.
0: You've got to, you got to outlaw the whole – you just have to outlaw it. Just say you can't bump anymore. Just say you can't bump anymore. Make a blanket. You can't bump. <laughs> just say it, all right? Let's move on to something else. Hey, can we talk about some good stuff for the moment? I think it's time to get – Sure. Can we get this bloke on? Can we get him on? Let's do it. Bring
2: him on. Bring him on.
0: Yeah, let's get a bit of... Three votes. All right, let's talk about some three votes. Jeez, that got heated. See, you're not going to get that on AFL 360 with the co-host wanting to punch on with each other. You're not going to get, you're not gonna get uh, Robbo and uh, Gerard having a crack at that. No way, mate. This is the, this is the podcast that you're going to listen <laughs> to. Don't worry about all those fluffy ones. We're the boys who will give you the real opinion. Hey, first and foremost, I yes. mentioned it at the start of the episode. How good is footy at the moment? Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, some of the results from the weekend were just sensational. Can I just say, what about the sunshine over the Blues on the weekend? Like I said, the dynasty is over. That three-game dynasty. Premiership tickets are already being sold as we speak. <laughs> uh, membership cards were being microwaved. Burnouts was there were no burnouts on Saturday. Unfortunately, uh, when the Ferrari won, that that sort of fixed it up. It was pretty
1: dreary, wasn't it? When the, the, when the suns were beating them.
0: Facebook got back to it. Even I even had one of my guys saying that um, he's actually been instructed by Facebook. Uh, that he'd been banned for a week, and thus be no Carlton I mean, comments for this week. Um, hey
1: Peps, do you want to do want to get fired up again? Okay, do you want to talk about the Cats Brisbane Lions decision again?
3: Can we go? Oh, J Dog, <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, I'm
0: going to give it that's in, that's in the bad stuff. What about the West Coast? What about the West Coast team oh. beating? Cool. Oh, that was sensational just to see that.
1: Yeah.
3: Um,
0: Adelaide, was Essendon, what a cracker Astrid. of a game.
1: Bastards, Essendon. Because oh, if Essendon didn't win, we would have been equal with them on the bottom of the ladder, Do
0: you know I feel for Adelaide? Have you seen some of their losses? They've had something like a, a one-point loss. I think it was a four-point loss and a four-point loss. <laughs> they haven't – they could be sitting three and one at the moment. They've, got some, they? they've got some pretty good kids. They've they're not as bad as what we thought they would be, as well. too. And you've got to give respect to North Melbourne's much improved performance against City. If you weren't at home cheering, go north, that would have been, that would have been after what they served up the week before. But I will say it when, when the time comes and the class needs to rise, just like J Dog and I, Isaac Heaney, did he just just bring it up when it was needed? Absolutely sensational. Now I will throw this just because of the performance that they bef- that they did on the weekend. Kanga kanga
2: kanga. Kanga kanga
3: kanga. We'll give them,
0: we'll give them a bit of roo. love because they haven't Kinga. had much in the last few weeks.
2: Kangaroos! <laughs> kangaroos! <laughs> kangaroos.
0: Oh, gotta love the kangaroos. Yeah, they were they were so much better than the than uh, the week before as well, too. So mm-hmm. just just seeing teams who and that's what I'm loving. It's like I know we've spoken about this quite a fair, uh, quite a number of times, but the the drive to survive a series on Netflix, and that's reinvigorated a little bit of my, um, I wouldn't say passion, but just my enthusiasm into Formula One. And it's not about the top teams; it's all the middle teams. That's Literally, what's getting so really nice. And this is a little bit like this at the moment. These teams aren't the ones that are dominating. Yeah. But there's just those little little nuances and those little uh, ebbs and flows between the the, the teams between maybe. Six to six to sixteen? Yeah. And it's nice to see that sort of happening at the moment. So it's it's really good. Anyone on any day is what we're looking for as well, too. So hey J Dog, um yes. who's gonna cop a bit of this?
1: Healy off Alleyward on
0: bloody week of piss. Who's uh
3: who's getting dragged? Oh,
1: first off, Pips. Got the umpiring again. Do you want to talk about it or do you want to go down the maxi do you want well no, we've got to have a bit of Melbourne a bit of Melbourne laugh at because they've been so good for the past yeah. four weeks. Max Gorn. Yeah. What's going on there? Just decided to kick the ball away from the goals.
2: Corny, just know your limitations, big fella. All right.
0: Save it for prelims. Don't go doing silly things like that. It, it was
2: opposite foot.
0: Everything opposite, all it was opposite foot. He actually kicked a a chinana, a checkside banana, they were calling it. A chanana. <laughs> on the books on the Fox on the broadcast. Uh, when the, when the big Rackman, we know Ruckman are big and dopey. But when the Rackman's actually running to the next contest with a smile on his face laughing and everybody else has pissed themselves watching that, yeah, you know Footy's in a good spot. So um, we thought he had it. And then I was watching it with Big Trev and we both almost fell off the couch cacking ourselves. Just, just got to know, Maxi. you can only slot them from 55 out on the run. Yeah. Stick to doing that.
1: Or um, taking pack marks with four guys hanging off
0: you. Oh, exactly. We're just putting it down Oliver's throat every week. <laughs> um, yeah, the umpiring and the MRP—they just make me feel dumber every week. I've mentioned it already, based on what the tribunal has done. But geez, the, the umpiring decisions—I oh, can't keep up. And some of the explanations they gave, like the, the Brisbane Geelong game that we spoke about at Are moment. And
1: Brisbane ago. getting the raw end of the stick with the umpires at Geelong. Mate, I just think—I just think they. I, I actually don't even know what they're thinking. Like if, even
0: if you made them professional, what, what are they going to do? Watch more vision?
1: And I what just, about the SCN stat today? Bulldogs are uh, plus 40 on free kick counts already. Already.
0: Already. We've played, they, they get 10 free kicks more. It's all the ducking that Cody Waitman does. <laughs> That's what it is. It's all that ducking. Um, yeah. yeah, that those decisions that they were throwing and the, the one against Harris Andrews with – Tom Hawkins, where they, the umpire said, you were both having forward momentum, but he, uh, but Hawkins was just holding his position. Yeah, like this. it doesn't even make any sense. Like when we were growing up, and anybody remembers this, the way you used to have to do it is you brace yourself. You couldn't use the hands, you had to use the forearm to brace. Just stick to that. Don't try and change it.
3: Yeah,
0: but It's, it's once again, like what's hands in the back, what's not hands in the back? What's a bump, what's a brace? Was he bumping with his hands or <laughs> bracing with his hands, Jamie?
1: Well, if Tom Hawkins can do it, why can't Paddy Ryder do it? Oh, because.
3: Oh. <laughs> All right.
1: All right. So, Doggies, the Doggies goal-kicking woes are 28.48 this season, 17.43. But 48,
0: 48. Like yep. They've kicked 17.43 in the last three rounds.
1: Correct. So, they are going at it like, what's that, one in every. Well, it's almost one in three. One in every three, yeah. 17 in 17.43 in the last three rounds. So almost one in three.
0: Yeah. Now, if you look at their scores, they would have beaten Carlton if they'd kicked straight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They probably would have beaten Richmond if they'd kicked straight. And they would have been sitting nicely in the eight.
1: Yep. Yeah, three and one. Yep.
0: Whether they don't do enough of it, I've got no
1: idea. I don't know. Port, like, I can't support a terrible season as well, so I can't talk much about
0: it. What a terrible full stop. <laughs> We've kicked seventeen goals at least. You didn't even kick one before half time.
1: Hey, but all we have to care about is Motlock kicking two junk time goals.
0: Oh yeah, made made that score respectable, didn't it?
1: That's right. Done.
0: Hey, um, we're going to burn through a few of these rising star. J Dog, rising Ooh. star for round four. Tell us about this guy because he is electric.
1: Yep. Uh Josh Rochelle, round four, nab rising star. Um during the clash of the at Marvel Stadium on Sunday. Rochelle was superb booting three goals, nine marks, and picking up nineteen classy touches for the Crows. Um Rochelle was drafted to Adelaide um by the number six pick last year. Um and has burst onto the scene in twenty twenty-two and is unlucky not to have already received a nab rising um nom already. But good things come to those who wait. And Rochelle is an absolute class, and I am Extremely jealous of him and Adelaide's pick because our young kids, our three, are all not playing well at the moment. It's all gone backwards.
0: Mm-hmm. It all started when they picked on Max Gorn, round one, 2019. All right. It's <laughs> um, time for this, J Dog. Here comes the
3: money. Here money comes.
0: talks. Here
3: comes the money.
0: Money, money. 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 money, money. Bling bling chicken wing. Here it comes. Yeah. righty, Contract time. Hey, big contract being announced this week, everybody. Darcy Moore, six wheel. Six more years on plenty of pineapple. That's plenty of Peter McKenzie.
1: Would, would you sign a halfback at a six years on big money?
2: Not one that looks like Kira Knightley, no. And Darcy Moore.
1: I don't know. I don't see it. But then I, I but I didn't see the May. I didn't see the That's leader nice. deals as well.
0: I don't judge. What's that, sorry?
1: I didn't see the May and the Lever deal as well when you guys signed up for big money. I didn't see it, but it's obviously worked a treat for you guys.
0: Well, it has and it still will work a long time, but that's a stunning one. Now, the thing is, is that he's a good player. Yes, he's probably their best player outside mm-hmm. of Pendlebury, who I just learned. Mayer was talking to me that I didn't know that he had a basketball background. Did you, J-Dog? I
2: didn't. Anywhere. Is he?
0: Really? Yeah, first I've known about it. Uh, but um, Jordan degoey Jamie Elliott still have to sign or the pies—they're gonna to have to try and squeeze this money in. When you've got Grundy taking the cash, you've got Darcy Moore taking the cash. You've yep. also got Trelaw taking the cash. Pendlebury yep. wouldn't be on a lot; wouldn't be on um, that as well, too.
1: Are you okay. looking at the notes right now?
0: Yep. Uh, and also, just looking here, that Luke Jackson has rejected a Port Adelaide offer of ten years at one point one million dollars a season. And the reasoning is he doesn't want he wants to play at a ground with actual supporters, not tarps, and he doesn't want to be paid in food stamps or episodes of Koshy's
2: business.
1: Not true. We, I'll, I'll, I'll happily uh, we'll talk, we'll talk a trade after the show, peps about what it will take to get Luke Jackson to Port Adelaide.
0: Oh, you've got nothing that you, you've got nothing that we could have, nothing, nothing. nothing. All righty, hey. Yes. All right. So, um, awesome. Once again, when the contracts come out, we'll let you know as well too. Can I just really, um, I really want to whip into something uh, in the last sort of bit of this, and I was hoping, hoping to spend some more time on it. I really just want to express my love for St Kilda and Fremantle and what they're doing at the moment. Um, the Saints at the moment, they are, they are, the last three weeks have been sensational. If you remember round one, it was an absolute travesty, but now at the moment they're sitting at number one for points per game, number two in disposals, number two for kicks, number three for goal assists, and third for um, least opponent clearances as well too. So that means they're working for the ball, but also working back to stop the defence as well. Max King, you know, he's been doing it after half time. Is it junk time? Is it junk time, or is 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 he just doing what he needs to do? But he is he has been brilliant in the last couple of weeks as well too. Gresham's been fantastic. They're led by Jack Steele. They've got lots of good things sitting at that club, and hopefully if they can get some of those old-timers back playing again, Jones, Hanabry, um you never know. It's still early in the season. Many things could happen, but they've got a, quite a favourable draw. And I also want to mention Fremantle as well too, what they've been serving up. Uh, a, a number of people were expecting a bit of improvement from this mob, but they have been absolutely, once again, sensational. Um, it's all about the opposition. They're fourth for tackles. They're first for least scoring. Um, involvements for the opposition. They're first for the difference in score uh, involvements. They're third for intercepts. They're second for one percenters. Um, they're first for least opponent score attempts. They're, mate, they're risking it for the biscuit. It's all about suppressing and then scoring as well too. And just to think, um, Nat Five, he doesn't have to be the player that he once was to step in and take over from that mob anymore because right. Andrew Moshaw has done that. The gap that they thought Chero was, was there. They don't have to worry about that. They've also got this bloke, Lockie Schultz, a little fella, just sitting down in the forward line doing his thing. Tabernard's doing his thing. Rory Lobb, who wanted to leave, he's actually playing some great footy as well too. They picked up the steal of the year, Will Brody. They picked him up from Gold Coast. Set of clearances, he's leading it for the club. Stoppage clearances, he's leading it for the club. He's an absolute, he's having a cracker. Hayden Young's developing. Like, they've got that. David Mundy's going to play till he's 88. He's not going to stop. They're just playing some, just some cracking football as well too. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And one last thing, I wanted to talk about really quickly, j Dog, is the mm-hmm. stat, the stat that is changing the way the game is being played right now. And there's one skill that teams are doing less, and it's making a massive difference to the way that they're playing. Do
3: you know what that skill might be?
1: Um, bumping.
2: No. No, what is it, Peps? Marking. Teams
0: are marking less. Marking less. Let me put this in perspective. Would you say Geelong's probably playing a better form of football this year?
1: Uh, Yeah, they're looking faster.
0: Okay. In 2021, they averaged 97 marks a game. Mm -hmm. Now they're only averaging 83. Would you say that uh, the Magpies are playing a better form of footy?
1: Looks a bit better, yes.
0: They averaged 102 marks a game. They're now down to 82 marks a game. Would you say the Gold Coast Suns are playing, mind you, they've got bigger bodies now, but do you reckon they're playing a bit more freestyle type of game? Yep. They were averaging 100 marks. They're now down to 72 marks. So this whole kick, chip, kick, chip, kick, chip possession game, which a lot of these teams have played with for so many years, they've almost pushed it to the wayside and said, you know what, we're just going to go run and gun.
2: Go forward, yeah.
0: Going to go forward. And it's working for them They're playing much better football, Even North Melbourne, they've tried it a little bit. They're just not at that level, but they've gone from 99 to 89. And even somebody uh, like the Crows as well too. The Crows are only averaging 85. Now, if you went back to the year before, it's a lot higher than that. Mm. Uh, So it's just good to see clubs not going to chip, chip, chip. They're willing to take the risk, bring it to ground, and then swoop onto it as well too. So um, it's football is in a a good spot. Just a little bit more scoring and, and we'd be all right. All right, big boy. Uh, hey, the listener question of the week was an absolute belter. It went off like a bride. Good night. to see
1: what it was oh, doing yeah.
0: Tell us about it, stud.
1: All right. So the quick the question was: What rule would you steal from another sport to make AFL great? We had some great ones on here. Josh Weymouth, NBA playoffs in game give us an extra chance to win a final. They won't though. Um... We had Benjamin Short from MLB. The designated hitter becomes a designated kicker. Each team can pick one player from their 22, usually a forward, and whenever that player is taking a set shot, they can call the designated kicker to come on and take the kick for them. Who
0: would Port Adelaide get, Jamie?
1: Uh, Dan Houston. He <laughs> is the mister Fixit man at the moment. Who would do the doggies get? Cody Waitman. <laughs> Ice. He's
2: ice veins. Ice veins. Oh, no. He's melted.
1: Um, Justin Calvert, safety. Two points if tackled or pressured over goal line.
0: I don't mind that one. I reckon if you rush a behind, it should be worth two.
1: So give him an extra point. Okay. It's an extra point. Right. I was reading there thinking, is that, is that like a pressure point, like a Steven Seagal pressure point Brendan Favola thing again? I don't know what's going is on there. No
3: pressure point. <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> um, I don't mind it, though. Rush behinds, get an extra extra point on top. I don't mind. Um, Robbie Smith, a mulligan. I like that. Just to just come back and and have another go, mate. Max Gorn could have used that the other night. That'd have been oh,
0: good for him. You could have used the whole game, Jamie. Nah,
1: nah. Don't worry about that. So uh, mulligan, Lee, game or one what? One stroke. One stroke. Yeah, but how would you do it in footy? Like, just do it again. Take another right. kick. Um, Lee Moss, polo rule twenty eight e. No left handed polo players. Well, I would be absolutely stuffed. And number two. Ice hockey unwritten rule: fight till you drop. <laughs> I like that too. <laughs> Not a I bad one. one. I like that one. And like Rowan Meetings has jumped in hockey fighting rules. I like this one from David Tigani. Mm-hmm. Sin bin. I don't mind the sin bin. Put him in the sin bin. I would have put. I would have put. Ryder could have gone in the sin bin. Yeah, yeah.
0: I would have put North in the, the entire team in the sin bin. Where poor last it. week. Last week.
1: Uh, and this has been one that's been floated for a long time by a long time listener. Jazz uh, has said not kicking backwards. That has been floated for a long time now.
0: Yeah, I, I don't see it. I don't see it. The only yes. way that you could police that was no kicking backwards. Play Teams on. would just flood. Teams would just flood forward.
1: Yeah. But it, it it would maybe work, Peps, if your stat you just rolled out there. Team's kicking forward as opposed to kicking back and chipping around.
0: I just, I once again, the game is a three hundred and sixty degree game. You have got to allow people to play that. Now, if, if players are not going to man up, those loosies, mm. too bad, too sad. That's the way I look at it.
2: So yeah, good good suggestions,
0: everyone. Yeah, cracking suggestions. I I think that they should. Um, if you tackle someone, and you should be able to go to submission. Uh huh. So if they tap out, then they have to leave the ground until the end of the quarter. So say that again. So if I get you in a tackle, yep, and then I and then I can get you into like a submission move. You pin me. Out, you've got to get off the ground for the rest of the quarter.
1: <laughs> Although I reckon that's good. Bring so a bring in. in some UFC, some arm yeah. bars. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A crack up. We we'll get we we'll get Grace uh, Grace Jones down there to start doing some AFL uh, preseason. Jiu-jitsu. Oh, yeah. oh Grace – who? Grace Jones. Gra- Is it Gracie Jones or uh, – what? What's the, what's the brothers, the Grace's. jiu-jitsu guys? Gracie's. The Gracie's. Grace Jones. I don't know. Who's was, Grace Jones then? She- it was the big black
0: girl from uh, A
1: View to a Kill, in the you know, James Bond uh, movies. Oh, and- with, the, with the shaved head girl? With <laughs> the shaved head. Is that Grace Jones? Oh, I didn't know who Grace Jones was. There we go.
0: Here oh, we go, the Ricks and Gracie. Now we go,
2: Grace, Grace Jones.
1: Show <laughs> sure as much as I care about that stuff.
2: Oh, you're an absolute stud.
1: Uh, all right. Well, actually, all
2: right.
0: one that's coming on the chat, if the ball hits the, hits, the goal, hits the goals and goes through, should be a goal. I don't mind that one either.
1: Oh, yeah, bounce off the post. Perfect.
0: No need for that stupid camera. Alrighty. Or the
1: stupid snicker meter.
0: Oh, snicker. Hey, question for this week, J-Dog. What do you got for us?
1: Um, I'm going to have to make up something at the end of the show. I don't know. I've got nothing off the top of my head right now unless you've got one off the top of your head.
2: I have to make it up.
3: I do have a question. If you could remove one position from an AFL ground,
2: what would it be? Off as like a player,
1: I mean, a position. No full the team. forwards. No full forwards. No. Oh, you mean like a, you take a, a line, position. a line of positions.
0: So you have no Ruckman. I, Get rid of Ruckman. We don't need him.
1: Or two forwards, but not three forwards.
0: Maybe. What's a radical rule change you would make to the AFL? There you go. Isn't that the same as last week's question?
2: Kind of, yeah. Yeah,
0: all right. Maybe we'll just wait until after the show and Jamie will give us one. All right. (laughs) Check the Facebook page. All right. I mentioned at the start of the episode we have got a competition. So, what we're going to be for the next month, what we're going to be giving you listeners, viewers, is a chance to win a brand new, brand spanking AFL 2022 release footy jumper of your choosing. Okay, so obviously just normal club colours, no limited editions. We do have a budget. What I'm trying to say is, is that if you want to win yourself a brand new AFL jumper, I will be leaving a link in the show notes for you to be able to enter that. And more importantly, I will be drawing that out in a weeks time so get involved the more times you enter bonus entries if you get part of it as well too um that's on behalf of lace out because it's not just how you want your footy it's how you win your footy jumpers i like it i like it all right so we're going to be giving that away as well can i get Uh, prison bars you can get you can get prison bars j dog you can get prison bars
2: Thanks. Can, uh, I yeah. can I enter? Can I enter?
0: You can enter. You can enter. I was going to open it up to only Australian residents, but uh, Craig, Mr. Wessels, I know who you are. Um, I will cover your shipping costs if your name gets drawn out.
1: <laughs> oh, what a nice guy.
0: You probably won't just because it's going to cost me too much to send over. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, hey, J-Dog, what a cracker of an episode. We've gone over longer than we've normally. Um, bucket loads of stuff. Um a cracking week, round five this week. Is there a game that you're looking forward to on the fixture Ooh. for this week?
2: There, um,
1: let's have a quick look. I haven't actually seen the fixture uh, this week. Uh, it's one week at a time. Yeah, sorry about that. I just wasn't looking. Um, yeah, let's have a look at the games. Any any pets for you?
0: Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to Fremantle Carlton.
2: Ooh, okay.
0: It's going to be at Dockers Stadium. That'll be um, on. Actually, that's the wrong week.
2: Yeah. Uh, what about, what about?
0: Actually, St. Is- Kilda, St. Kilda, St. Suns. I don't know what that, if it goes the way we think it's going to go, it'll be, a, it could be a, hey, Suns did it last week. They could do it this week, but it's
1: on the home deck. Um, I'm, I'm not against, I'm not against the North and Western Bulldogs game. Uh, and i oh, oh, what about um, Monday? Hawks versus Cats. That's always a belter.
0: That's always oh, about to it's Easter. Easter Monday. Easter Monday. So, hey, everybody, have a cracking Easter from the two of us, or from me and obviously J-Dog. Uh, be safe over this time. Enjoy the time with the family. Well, this is what it's all about. It's being there for your friends, your family.
1: Oh, um, no, i got my question. Oh, it yeah, awesome. What is it? It's not even football-related. Do you know what it is? What is it? It's Easter-related, Peps. Okay. Are you a blocker chocolate man or are you an egg man come, come Easter? Okay. Um...
2: So chocolates or, all right, I like it. I like it, J-Dog. All right, friends
0: and family, uh, stay tuned for Tipped Out. We didn't have it last week, some technical issues, but we will we, we'll be back. I will be back with Tipped Out uh, for what, the upcoming week, so stay tuned for that. But more importantly, J-Dog, it's the question that we finish every single week off. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Subscribe, leave us a review. More importantly, tell your friends about it because we're awesome. Jamie Wallace from the Lace Out Podcast, the greatest co-host with the most. How do you want your footy?
2: my footy place out have a great week listeners have a cracking easter
0: and we'll see you this time next week
1: hey later listeners
0: thanks for listening to the latest episode of place out head over to itunes and spotify to subscribe rate and leave us a review and remember join us every single tuesday night 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time on our Facebook page with yours truly, Christopher Pepper and the co-host with the most, Jamie Wallace giving you your footy how you want it Ace Out